where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. <laughs> that was so loud. It sounded like you did, but I really hope that you backed away from the microphone before you did that. Hello, everyone, and welcome Hello. to Make Hello. Believe Heroes, <laughs> an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm your dungeon master and your friend, Paul, mm. and I'm joined <laughs> by four friends of mine, personal friends of mine, Aww. good friends of mine. Jesus Aww. is a friend of mine. Hey, guys, it's Jeremy, and I play... <laughs> You have to do it again because he's he's singing Jesus is Jesus is a friend of mine in the background. Jesus is my savior. <laughs> I have a friend in Jesus. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Bye. Go ahead. It's special. It's a special, it's a real special tune. Hey guys, it's Jeremy and I play Saul. I'm Jeffrey and I play Sir Vance Off the Wall. I'm Alan and I play Char. Charmander. Char. I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. Uh, yes, Burba, sir. We are make-believe heroes, and uh, we're going to play some Dungeons & Dragons. You guys ready to play some D&D? I'm so excited. I ain't scared of no ghosts. I forgot how. Can we go over it real quick? Yeah, we'll talk about it as we go. But before we do that, I'm going to roll this large 20-sided die. Oh, man. Oh. Who wants to guess? Somebody guess. 20. Uh, nope. It's a 1. 13. Somewhere between nope. 19 nope. and 2. Felicia can't guess. I know. I, <laughs> I was going to say it. Felicia's got to guess, but she's looking at it. I already seen uh, it. Jeffrey was the closest. He guessed a 13, and it was a 16. That's too high. Ah, I'm the winner. What's my you prize? Won. And as your prize, you get an inspiration point. I'm just kidding. You don't actually get inspiration. Last time, the four of you finally arrived in Brightport. Saul and Misk used disguise magic to hide their true tiefling identities as they entered in at the docks of Brightport. Scaredy cats. You were welcomed by an elven woman who inquired about your business in the city, which you all handled very awkwardly, donning the names Zach Zagana, which is a friend of Saul's from the Nine Hells. It's a good name. Misk took on the moniker Laurel Seawater. That's right. A uh, <laughs> a sailor with a terrible Australian accent. It was awful. We also had Vaz Braz. <laughs> Uh, Sir Vance is, uh, and and then Chaz. and then there was Chaz right. the orphan, also known as Chaz Solo. <laughs> That's me. You ventured into the first parts of the city and made your way to the Drunken Lizard, a tavern where Misk spent a decent amount of time during her first few years in Brightport. At the end, you enjoyed a dinner of shark steaks with the tavern owner, Hjalmer and Vinder, a green-skinned lizard folk. Now, around noontime, the four of you have secured your rooms for the night and are planning your next steps toward breaking Misk's blood contract, or at least that is what I assume you're doing. You could actually be doing almost anything. Uh, but as we ended, you all went upstairs to your rooms to see the rooms that they had provided for you, which you have purchased by providing the inn with all of your mini shark steaks to pay for your stay while you're here. So you all go upstairs, and uh, you think you guys all have separate rooms? Is that how we're doing this? Do I all, definitely do. Do you all want separate rooms? I want a separate room. Yes. Yeah. Saul definitely does. He has something to do. 
so you all go upstairs. There are four separate rooms, two on the left side of the hallway and two on the right side of the hallway. So you all find your rooms. Uh, they are very amenable. Nothing special, but, you know, common, comfortable rooms. And now that you have secured them, what are you doing? So Saul sits in his bed. Mm-hmm. He pulls out his communication stone. Oh, I see. His uh, stone of, sp- of far speech. Yes, he pulls out his Charmander stone. Stone of far speech. Which is funny because now Charmander's a part Charmander! of your party. Charmander! And what? he uh, looks at it for a minute. Sighs. And holds it up in front of him and tries. Is there like an activation word? I don't think so. I think maybe you just have to say the name of the person you're speaking to. Yep. He uh, he goes, <clears throat> Jorg, um, it looks like you're going to beat me to your location. I've been apprehended, kidnapped. I should make this more simple. I've been kidnapped. <laughs> there is uh, <laughs> one called Vance off the wall. And Char, they're they're trying to take me and Misk back to hell. Um, I don't know if you can help us, but it doesn't look like I'm going to make it to Fallen Grove on time. Can you hear me? Is this thing even working? Can I hear him? I mean, yeah, I would say so. Well, <laughs> you peasant asking me for help? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know if you should help me. I... I'm, I might be able to, to handle this, but if you haven't, you might need to go to Fallen Grove instead. Where are you? You've literally been kidnapped. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at, so. Probably in the drylands. I'm in the drylands. I could just hear Kjorg actually laughing at Saul. Yeah, that was a literal in-character laugh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the dry lands. Well, keep your ear to this stone. Maybe uh maybe you will need to go to the canopy, whatever that is. Hmm. Can of peas. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no, not another one. <laughs> I love peas. <laughs> you don't though. I actually hate peas. <laughs> I will keep my ears peeled. Well, I mean, keep them on your head, but... I, I figured you wouldn't, you wouldn't want them on my head. <sighs> nice talking to you, Kjorg. Not the same for me. <laughs> wow. <Beep. laughs> so while Saul is uh, making a phone call in his room, what are the other three of you doing? Uh, Misk is probably... Misk would want to go talk to Saul. Okay. But I mean, I don't want to interrupt his. No, that's okay. We'll say that, uh, like, as Kjorg is going beep into the stone, you, you like, knock or walk <laughs> in the door. What do you do? I'll probably knock and kind of go in. Okay. You kind of knock and step in. Yeah. Oh, you missed the phone call with your best friend. I know. Gosh. Saul's holding a uh, red stone in his hand. Saul, what is that thing? Oh, uh, Misk, would you like to speak to Kjorg? And he, Kjorg? he holds the stone back up. And goes, oh, Kjorg. Um, Someone wants to say hello to you. I just got done talking to you. I heard the beep. Kjorg! <laughs> Kjorg, it's oh. me! It's Misk! What are you doing there? Thought you were like a prisoner. 
I am, but then now I'm another. I'm I'm a prisoner to these other guys. Me and Saul both. So I don't really know what's going on. What are you doing? You're like a double prisoner. Yeah, it's. I don't really know what's happening, but I don't think they do either. So I think me and Saul are going to be okay. We got a plan. What's the plan? That's a great question, Cure. This, this <laughs> Cure coming in with the with the important questions. <laughs> oh, sweet lord! Pretty much, we need to get unfreed from these blood contracts that we're both under. I think you mean you need to be freed, not yeah, unfreed, that too. But you know, sounds like a good plan. Wow. What is happening? That's <laughs> short. What is happening? Where are you? We're actually in Brightport. Well, that's too far for me. I'm pretty sure by the time I got there, you would have already got things figured out. So, you know. Yeah. So pretty much, we're going to get this figured out. And we'll, hopefully one of these days, we'll get to be together again. It's been a long time. Awesome. But we'll let you know what happened. Did you know I'm actually the people's champion now? Oh, I mean, yeah, I already knew that. But I'm also the Paylor's champion. Oh, wait, what? Saul. Yeah, we need to talk. <laughs> well, Saul's got a bunch to tell me, apparently. We've kind of been around a psychopath and an evil wizard, so. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a lot to tell you. He, he should tell you that he failed and I succeeded. All right, nice to talk to you, Kjorg. I'm sure you and did, goes, Kjorg. This is too real. <laughs> it's too real. Bye. Stupid half-orc. <laughs> so while they're having that conversation, Char, where are you doing? So he is pretty much in his room, sitting there, thinking. You know, just like pondering mm. while whittling. And that's it? Yeah, he's like, just kind of like, you know what, this is... This is fine, you know? We're here. We're doing the thing. I'm just going to sit here and think about it. And not even think about that. Think about other things, too. Okay. What's Vance doing? Hmm. Sir Vance pulls out the handle of his sword. Okay. And says, do you know anything about blood contracts? All right. You say that, and uh, the sword, like, you know, it, it does its thing. It grows out like a... Some sort of black corruption. It's black and red, right? Well, it's mostly solid black, but only the very edge of the blade is solid red. Oh, okay, yeah. So it kind of grows up like venom, you know, this long black sword with a red uh, sharp edge. And uh, as it does, the eye opens up on the handle. And you hear a familiar voice pop into your head. And it says... <sighs> Blood contracts. What exactly are you asking, Vince? We need to break a blood contract to get to hell. <laughs> Breaking blood contracts is a tricky, tricky art. Well, it must be done. I'm not sure you've got it in you. Oh, really? Oh, I could be wrong. Maybe that's why I'm asking you. That seems wise. Let me think. Hmm. If we were in the hells, then this would be a simple matter. 
Up here, things are trickier. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure I can help you on this one, Vance. You need a powerful mage. Powerful wizard. Someone who is uh, well acquainted with these sorts of things. Maybe someone who writes them. Someone who has studied them. Bend them to your will, Vance. Break their will. Make them serve you. Hmm. That's what I would do. If I were in the hells, I would find the mages and I would punish them. Until they told me everything I needed to know, I would take it from them. Hmm. That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> I thought you would think so. I'll have to find some. Yes, I don't know much about this place that we're in, but perhaps you could find someone here. Maybe the girl knows. She's familiar with this place. Hmm. I'll have to ask her. You should do that. And if you could, you know, kill something very soon, please. I'll, I will do my best. Mm, I believe you will. And then he puts it away. You sheathe the blade and he goes silent and the eye closes. So, Saul and Misk, in your room, what are you doing? So, Saul, Misk. you haven't told me anything. Yeah, I've not told you a lot of things. We've been occupied with strangers, but now we can speak freely. You know how I was talking about well, that thing that Char started repeating that I'm not going to say anymore? Yeah, it was creepy. Yeah, <laughs> creepy. It's it's what's going to destroy the world. It's a it's kind of a secret. Um, he pulls out a cigar, lights it, starts smoking. Too much smoke. Coughs a little bit. So, uh, <clears throat> what if... What if something like our father, but worse than our father, really made everything and then uh, wanted to destroy it? So then, like... If, if our father decided he was going to destroy Manumi, and then we took him and we locked him away, that's that's kind of what's going on, only the crooked thing is the creator and the gods are the kids. Make sense? No, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, it's hard to wrap my mind around it right now, but I'm just... Is there really someone worse than our father? Yes. Absolutely. I don't I don't really understand it either, but I've and he takes out his rapier and shows the pommel to her. Mm -hmm. I swore an oath to Paylor. He saved me. I, I went to the void. I died. And he he used some of Dervetter's power and he let me come back. And well, I've decided to help him hold back what was chained. Hmm. Paylor must have really helped you if you swore an oath to him. I don't think I've ever heard you even come close to agreeing with someone just <laughs> so religious, you know? That's Listen, it's, it's, crazy. it's new to me too, but he uh, he saved me and he didn't have to and he, he chose to. Anyway, even when I didn't deserve it. Well, on this plane... I know everyone has their gods and all this, but I I really don't. And I mean, I know you didn't either, but if Paylor saved you, then that's enough for me to just be on his side. So I'll help you if I can. I don't know what what I could do to help, but 
I'm with you. Well, we gotta get that blood contract off of you. Yeah, I know. I actually might know someone. He actually wrote the contract. He was there the day that I got captured. And, you know, I talked to him before about it, but we wasn't really close. And then, you know, he didn't really tell me much. But since we left Branchire after all that craziness, we've been really looking into it and studying. And we even go to this library, and that's what we were doing, just trying to get through this blood contract. Jeffrey, what are you doing? Are you are you planning on going in there? Yes. Right now? Yes. So would you just walk in? Would you stand outside the door and listen? What's your If I hear that she's in there as well, then I'll listen for a minute. Yeah, I mean you can you can easily hear. Uh do you get Char or do you leave him where he is? Uh I'll get Char. Okay. So when when you walk into my room, I'm sitting there on the bed, or not the bed. Like, is there like, is there like a desk there? Uh, yeah, probably like, like a small, like a little, little, like a little table. Yeah, you could use as a desk. I'm sitting at the desk, and I have a parchment and some charcoal, and I'm drawing a picture of an ostrich. Hmm, it's a nice ostrich you have there. Thank you. It's uh, it's an ostrich. What's its name? I, I, I didn't name it. Oscar? Yeah, let's call him Oscar. We need to discuss our plans for tomorrow. Let's go talk with the others. That's a good idea. And he kind of just puts the ostrich in the desk. Let's go. So then we go to the other's room. Yeah, you hear them speaking as you step up to the door, and you're hearing as uh, Misk is saying this part about maybe knowing someone who... Uh, would know something about it, someone who actually wrote these sort of things. And then I kicked the door down. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> you just bust the door open. Okay, yeah. But I do go in. Okay. Uh, you guys turn and see as they step in. You know someone who knows about the blood contract. Excuse you, peasant. I'm having a conversation with my sister. You can leave now. Oh, we're, we're just here to talk about freeing your sister from a blood contract. Absolutely. I don't know if that, you know... Is a good thing for her or not, but it seems like it probably is, so... Uh, it's only a good thing if you remove yours as well. It'll, it will be, so you probably calm down a little bit. Saul looks at Misk, looks at Vance, looks at Misk. I think we all need to calm down a little bit. I mean, right now we're all together, so we need to work together. And we can't work together if everyone's fighting, so let's calm down. And you say you need someone, and I know someone. But the likelihood of you barging in there and forcing him to tell you or whatever, it's not going to happen. Like, he will literally not tell you. He will see that I'm in danger. So, might have to go in there and talk to him alone. Hmm. Should we bring an edible arrangement? <laughs> I mean, I guess. But I don't think that will help. Char, you are an enigma. Yes. <laughs> oh, my okay. goodness. Is he the only person who you would think could do something like this in this town? He wrote it, Vance. He wrote mine specifically. The day that I was captured and I signed the contract, he was holding it. He made it. Would he be willing to unmake it? Yeah. I would have to talk to him. And, I mean, we, we have been studying about it and trying to find a way. But, like I said, if he sees me in danger or sees that y'all will 
even hurt me or my brother, he's not going to help you. Sounds like he's not helping you much by putting you under a blood contract. Yeah. Well, he didn't know me before then. <laughs> he works for the Shiv. I mean, you can't really just say Wait. no to him. He's a Hotfoot member? <laughs> yes, but we spent a lot of time together, and he is my friend. I promise. I'm not lying. Sounds like a mistake, Misk. A mistake? I promise. He's not going to turn me over. If he would have, he would have done it as soon as we got back to Brightport. He saved my life. And I saved his. Well, it's a lead. Better than nothing. We can all go. I, I know this place where he usually is. There's a huge library in uh, Brightport. And we usually go there, you know, a few times of the week to just look through books and try to find a way to break the contract without the shiv knowing. I say he'll probably be there. He loves studying. And if I just disappeared, yeah, he's probably in there trying to figure out where I went. Sounds like my nephew, Jim. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what do you think, Vance? Hmm. It sounds risky, but what's the point? We might as well just go ahead and do it. Though you say this town is full of hot feet, right? Yep. Well, I suppose if you did try to trick us and turn us over, that would be going against our contract, so... And my brother would die and all this stuff... Yeah, so there's not really any chance of you doing that. So it sounds like that's the plan. Let's do it. All right, but when we get to the library, you're going to follow my lead. <laughs> I mean, we we don't mm. even have to go to the library. Do they have any of those highlights books that's got that any of them, especially if they haven't done the mazes yet? <laughs> Saul's just smoking so Do they have hard. any zoo books? I believe Char would really appreciate a zoo book. Ooh, the ostrich special. I'll see what I can do. I'm going with you, Misk. I mean, I trust you enough. It's just, Vance, are you going to let him? No, he can't go. Nice one. Asking permission. Great job. I think one of we two need to be there as well, because if he can get you out of that contract, who's to say he can't get you out of ours? Very true. Listen, guys, we studied it, but we haven't found that thing that will just release it we know more than we did but like i said we're still studying and maybe like with what we find out and what y'all know maybe we could all together figure it out but i have to get him on our you know get him to help us all right so here's what we'll do char can go with you to the library because he is into that sort of thing sure do you know any powerful mages in this town other than miles or whoever this character is. I know of wizards and mages and all that, but they all work for the Hot Feet, even Miles. But Miles is the only one that I trust that's not going to just run and tell Shiv. If the Shiv finds out, we're all dead. Hmm. There's not a College of Magic in Brightport, but Brightport's pretty close to Vent Haven, so there are plenty of wizards that come here to do like internships and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so mm -hmm. library be a good Miles place to start. the intern. <laughs> all right, so then we all go to the library. You all struggle with making plans, don't you? I do. We're making the plans right now. It's real simple. We're all going to the library. 
This took 20 minutes to figure out. I was trying to have a conversation with my sister. Okay. Well, we came in here to discuss that, so... You don't have anything else to do. It's simple. We kill the Batman. Saul walks out. <laughs> and I'm following Saul. I guess we know what we're doing. Killing the Batman. All right. Okay. So, um, I'm assuming while you've been in your rooms, you've not worried about your disguises, right? Right. But now that you're leaving... I'm going to do a different disguise. Uh, Saul just steps out into the hall in full tiefling. Like full red Saul tiefling? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Just in the hallway upstairs, right, at the tavern? Yeah, I'm not, uh, like, in a disguise yet, but... (laughs) (laughs) He steps out full tiefling. Okay. Yeah, Saul's just going. He's not even thinking about disguising himself at all. All right, so let's go to the library then. I mean, if no one's going to stop him, he's just going to go on downstairs. I'm going to follow him. Um, Saul, are you going to disguise? What's the point? Was it the disguise just to get into the city? Okay. The only tiefling that I have seen in Brightport is myself and the mayor. Am I a tiefling? If the Shiv is looking for a tiefling, don't you think we should disguise? I mean, he disguised himself as a blue tiefling on the way in here. He's a smart, smart man. Saul's like... Beyond frustrated, he starts casting the spell to turn himself back into Zack. Okay. Into another tiefling. Into a blue tiefling. All right. Message is going to turn into, into a brown-haired, blue-eyed woman, whatever. Okay. You all walk downstairs, right? Uh, I get my disguise kit. Okay. You all go down the stairs, and you enter into the uh, the inn proper. Um, who's in the front? Sounds like Saul. Saul is. And I'm right behind him. I'm disguised as a different girl, so I'll probably be kind of in the back. Okay. You all walk down the stairs. You walk out into the uh, open like dining area with the bar and everything. And uh, there's a, f- a few more people in here than there were when you guys first got here. You notice uh, some people sitting around that you hadn't saw before. And then uh, you're stepping over toward the door and heading out, right? Yeah. Yeah. You open the door and uh, saw mm-hmm. you in the front. You just kind of push through the door. You walk right into someone. You kind of trip over them, actually. And uh, just make me a dex roll. Let me see how you do here. Move, peasant. 17 on the dice. Kill them. Okay. Uh, So you kind of stumble over them, and uh, they, like, grab your shirt to try and keep from falling. And when they do, they kind of pull you down and then, like, fall on top of you. Like roll over on top of you in a kind of a weird way. What? And uh, it's a uh, halfling woman. Saul is pulling a dagger. You don't have ch- you don't have time to pull a dagger. You, you f- you're falling. You fall down. You are you fall as soon as you're on your back. You look up and there is a halfling woman like on top of you, like sitting on your chest, basically. And she says, "Oh, excuse me. Get off of me. Oh yes, sorry about that. You little idiot. What a fool. What a fool." A couple other uh, halflings that are with her, like, step over. One of them grabs her by the arm and pulls her up, and you're able to, like, scramble up. The rest of you step out. Misk, you see this happen, and as soon as you step out, you see them. You you pretty much immediately peg them as uh, hot feet. Do I still have my dagger? I was reaching for my dagger. Yeah, you're, like, getting up. You're pulling your dagger out. So you've got your dagger in your hand. Oh and uh, the, the woman, she kind of steps back and is dusting herself off, and she looks up, and she sees that you have a dagger in your hand. Oh. And she says... Uh, Excuse me. Excuse you is correct, fool. What are you doing? 
You walked right. I did walk right into you. Why would you be standing in a doorway like that? Miss is going to walk up near him. Saul just wants to know what he lost. Can I, uh, can I inside her perception to figure out what they just stole from me? <laughs> you just start, like, patting yourself, I guess, to check and see if anything is missing. And she crosses her arms, looks at the two guys that are with her, and they just kind of give her a look, and she says, I was just walking through the door, and you walked right into me. Listen, I'm so sorry about this. Uh, we were just not even, like, we were just making our way out and accidentally run into you. And who are you? Are you his mother? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, there's no sense to be rude. Rude? <laughs> this tiefling yes, he just is rude. knocked me over and then accused me of I don't know what. And now what are you? Do you think I stole something from you? I don't think you did, but I'm I mean, not talking to you, ma'am. I'm talking to this gentleman. She says, pointing at Saul. Uh, excuse me, I have a question for you. We're actually looking for a tiefling. Maybe you have seen her around. <laughs> Ask away, and he just starts walking. Like, he, he doesn't want to give him time of day at all. You go to start to walk off, and one of the guys that's with her, like, stands right in your way. I will cut off your ears and wear them as a necklace if you do not move. There's no sense in that. I recommend that you hear the lady out, for your sake and your friend's. Hey, could you all get out of the way? I'm trying to leave. Like, you all are blocking the entrance to this place. Saul lets him out. This is an obstruction. Oh, wow. Obstruction! Obstruction! (laughs) We'll get out of the way as soon as... I'm trying to distract him. Oh, you're trying to distract him? Yeah. There's too many of them. You distract one of them. You distract the one that's over by the door. There's one standing in Saul's way, and then there's the woman standing there trying to talk to them. So you're engaging the one that's over by the door. The woman says, I just need to know if you've seen a tiefling around. I've seen myself. A tan-skinned woman. Very pretty. Sort of tall, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. A tan-skinned tiefling. Have you seen a tan-skinned tiefling lately? Possibly with an instrument on her back. I've only been here a short time. I came on a ship. I'm here to sell shark meat. He's like just deadpan staring her in the face. You have no business asking me any questions, you little fool. I know nothing of Brightport. This is my first time here, and so far, I can tell that the people are not polite. Well, I don't really care what you think about Brightport, but let me give you a word of advice. This city is um, looking for someone. And when I say the city, I mean the whole city. And so it might not be the best place for a tiefling right now. This room is about to not be a good place for a halfling. Okay. Saul has issues, man. (laughs) I'm trying not to make this woman stab you and start like a fight right here in the middle of this town. So Missy's going to come up. And she's going to go between um, Saul and this lady. Mm-hmm. We have no reason to fight with you. Just let us be on our way. I'm sorry for his rudeness, and I'm sorry that he offended you. Saul puts up his dagger, starts smoking a cigar. So that was Miss's chance. You want me to roll something? Yeah, roll me a uh, persuasion check, I guess. Well, I don't have my character sheet. I had the wrong one. I've got it. Persuade her. It's going to be bad. It's a 17. Okay, plus 7 is a 25. That's a, that's good. 25. You persuade her to chill out. So she says, you might ought to teach your friend here that he needs to be careful who he uh, bumps into if he doesn't want to 
pay for it. I will. I've been trying <clears throat> My for apologies. A long time. Would you like a cigar? He's still just being flippant. No. And she turns and walks into the inn. And they follow her and they all just kind of turn and look at you as they do. And we get out of there. <laughs> I'm glad I rode good on that. That could have been bad. He uh, blows her a kiss over his shoulder. Oh my god. Okay, she doesn't see it. Saul, be more careful. <laughs> so those are more of the hot feet. Yes, and that could have been real bad. So how about you just stay quiet until we get to the library, okay? I'm not trying to be mean, but that was close. I'm like, wait, those were hot feet? Yes, Vance. We should have just killed them. All right, Misk. I'll follow your advice. But forgive me. Sometimes my self gets in the way. I know. Where's Jelly when I need her? <laughs> I don't know who Jelly is, but thank you for listening. Where's the library? Okay, so the library is um, its pretty close to the bridge that leads from Central to uh, east side of Brightport. And um, Felicia, you've been there quite a bit during your time before uh, before you were brought out recently when you were here with Miles after uh, when you guys first got back to the city. You two have been spending some time here, yep. specifically looking for information about, like, um, just just in general study about blood contracts, trying to learn more about them, about the minutia. And Miles was specifically trying to look for, like, a loophole for you, right? Something that they could do, something that you could do to get your, uh, your blood contract nullified or to get you out of it, something like that. And uh, that's the first place that you would think to go look for them, Okay. So you guys head that way, and uh, you cross through the city. Where you're at, you're pretty close to the docks, and so you're, you're a decent way from where you need to be. Uh, you spent most of your time more so towards cent the center of this area, close to downtown. Not downtown, but close-ish to downtown. So you start making your way in that direction, and uh, you see... You know, wait, the city's wait. Yeah. So they're making their way downtown? No, Water they're not. Fast. They're making their way close to downtown. Faces pass. I'm homebound. Okay. <laughs> so you guys are heading that direction, and uh, you see a lot of different things. You see a lot of people. This city is uh, heavily populated. <laughs> Where you're at is sort of like a um, like like middle class ish type place. You know what I mean? Sort of like the middle class area. There's a lot of businesses. You guys pass a lot of restaurants. Uh, you pass. Um, shops, lots of shops, clothing shops, armor shops, weapon shops, magic shops, book shops, all, you know, basically anything that you could think of, you guys probably see at some point on your way toward, uh, toward the bridge. So east, the east side of Brightport is, uh, on the other side of the, the river. And, uh, it's, it's like the wealthier high class part of town. And the library is, basically right next to the bridge that leads across the river over to the east side of town. And so you guys head that way, follow sort of the main paths. It, it takes you a little while. I'm going to say that on the way, so first of all, Saul, Yep. how many disguise selves can you cast? That is a wonderful question. Think you have three spell slots? I think so. Misk, you have four first level spell slots. So um, you guys are going to have to expend one more. Right, it's going to take you about an hour to get to where the library is. Okay. So you guys will have already expended two spells. 
which for you, Saul, means that you have about an hour here and then enough to get you back if you're going to stay in uh, in disguise. Okay. You can go a little longer, Misk, but you all come up on the library. It is sort of what you'd expect. It's a very large building. This is actually like the second biggest library in the world, only to those found in the College of Magic in Vent Haven. Uh, it is, uh, has an extravagant collection of books from fiction to nonfiction to spell books and just anything you can imagine. History of the world, you can find that all here. And uh, it is, uh, it's just a very beautiful and ornate building. It's, it's gigantic, like three or four stories tall. It's uh, got white rock, white stone uh, that it is built from. It has these large pillars out in the front. Uh, it almost looks, uh, I don't know, it looks like one of the oldest buildings in this city. Um, Somewhere in the world right now, mm -hmm. Jim is hyperventilating. Yes, it's just heavy breathing. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's a very, 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 very uh, extravagant library. So it's also large. Uh, it might would be hard to find a single person inside. But Misk, you kind of know sort of where you guys have focused most of your study, and so you sort of know where you might go to look. So now that you're here, what do you do? This is a library. Oh yeah, one of the best. I mean, I haven't been through a whole bunch in my life, but this one's cool. Whoa, um, whoa. We need to go. Where are the book imps? Take a look. It's in a book. So I like goes in, reading like sits down on the desk and goes, what's what's the summoning word for the, I guess it wouldn't be an imp. What creature brings you the books here? Um, No, you go to the shelf and get your own book. I should have known. What What's a book? <laughs> I'm just kidding. In, inside, I mean, stepping through the door, there's a large desk toward the front, you know, and there are a number of librarians, people who are there to help you find books. Saul walks in smoking. Someone stops you at the door. Uh, it's an elf. She steps forward. She's got like uh, white hair with blue tips and it's kind of spiky sticking out. And she's like, uh, excuse me, sir, but y you actually can't smoke in here. I mean, there's smoke Every, no, there's not. Uh, mm, you can't do that in here. The books. Dagnabbit. Oh, goodness. He uh, uses the bottom of his boot to, to put it out. <laughs> I pointed to a sign on the wall. Zach, look at this sign. You mm. see that long cigar symbol with the red circle and a slash through it? <laughs> 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 that means no smoking. Are you for real? Yes, he is correct. There is no smoking in the library. <laughs> I'm sorry. Saul puts it out, glares at everyone, walks in the library. Misk is just going to keep on walking. So she knows the place where we usually, like the bookshelf we usually hang out at. or Section the, of the library? Yeah. So she's going to head that way. Okay. Who's going with her? Chardos. But he follows surreptitiously. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll just follow her. Saul, in general, will go to the area she goes to. I'm going to not direct, like, be, like, right behind her or beside her, but kind of dawdle behind, like I'm not, like I'm not really with her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I look for a copy of uh, Average Beasts and Where They Are. <laughs> Written by Jim. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Jim a little card. Saul walks up to a shelf and claps his hands and, like, says out loud, all books on the nine hells, and looks expectantly at the shelves like they're just going to offer the books to him. 
You see some people standing around just sort of look at you awkwardly because you're yelling in the library. <laughs> Nothing happens. Someone goes, shh. Exactly. <laughs> Saul goes, shh, back. <laughs> and then starts looking for books. So, Misk, you wander on through the library. So, my question is, are any of you sticking with her for the purpose of being involved in this conversation? Or are you all looking for other things? Like, Saul, you're just being Saul. But, like, Vance, aren't you, are you looking for someone to talk to in here? Yeah, maybe if I can kind of tell, if I could maybe perceive who would be a strong wizard or mage, etc. Okay. All right, so uh, you're walking through Vance, and um, you kind of follow after uh, with Misk, her sort of leading the way for a while. And then you do, uh, you come upon a section of the library. You guys go up a gigantic spiral staircase in the center of the library. She goes up about two floors, and you see signs up that say, like, you know, spells, things like that. And there are, rather than just a whole bunch of books, there this is sort of a... Sort of one of the more uh, unorganized areas of the library that you've seen because there are just uh, shelves lined with scrolls. And some of them are marked and some of them are not. And you see a number of people moving to and fro in here. Most of them are wearing like you would you would recognize like wizard robes. You know, they, they seem to fit the type. You see many with a wand sticking out of a pocket. Some even like up holding up an orb or a crystal or a carrying a staff. And you see all kinds of folk. And so you kind of just start observing them, trying to see if you notice someone who might be a particularly adept wizard, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Saul, you're just yelling things out in the library awkwardly. Uh, Char, are you are you sticking with Misk? I am, but not like like I'm with yeah, you her. Wanna, yeah, you want to keep a little distance, but you're keeping an eye on her? Keeping an ear, mostly, but yes. All right, so go ahead and roll me a uh, stealth check it's an eight plus zero that's an eight okay so nice. you are tailing nice. her and anyone who pauses to see can tell <laughs> but <laughs> you're you know you're just kind of keeping your distance and you watch and you kind of look around and then you notice that she's gone a little too far and you scuttle up a little closer and look around and you keep doing that over and over again it's a little <laughs> awkward wait a minute wait so yes. they just have to pause to tail but i had to make a check to tail they're not telling her. I get they're, it. They're doing other things. You said anybody who pauses can tell her. Or can tell. Uh-huh. Can tell. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I get it. He's uh-huh. telling her. You're, you're fired. Just clear, clean out your desk. Char. <laughs> but my home. desk is dirty. That'll take a while. It's full of, it's full of ostrich pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so many ostrich drawings. Okay. So, Miles. Yes. Where would Miles be? Would he be there studying spells, still just searching, trying to find something about all of this? He probably would. He'd probably have different, you know, he'd have his own little section of a table okay. off in a corner all mm-hmm. alone. You know, books laid open, magic books, you mm-hmm. know. Spell books. Anatomy books, different things just laid open, trying to figure out. So you're you're looking through spell books and different things. Your goal is, one, you're still trying to find a way to break a blood contract, right? Right. So you, you've expended the spells that you knew for trying to find someone, like locator spells. Right. And nothing has come up for you. You, you, tr- you haven't tried them in a, in a couple of days, but you're looking for new ways to do that and different things. So you're here, uh, and Misk, you're walking through, you know, same place that you have come with Miles for the last couple of weeks, on and off, searching through books, and you come upon a, an area full of desks. 
tables and in the back. You see your friend Miles seated there looking over some books. You see Char like awkwardly walking behind. Holding a book yeah, and like exactly. covering his face, but not his eyes. Yeah, but he's not standing still. He's walking. And so he's like walking to the side, holding a book up, looking over it. And then he trips over a gnome and like they drop all their books and he drops his book and it's just like an awkward sort of situation back there. I was just going to shake sorry, my head at Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, so Miss, right. when she disguised herself, yes. she just changed her appearance, but like her clothes and cloak are still on. She just kept that because when she was okay. the other girl, she was like in ship clothes, but she was just changing her face and jumps. So she sees him and like instantly just a smile on her face. She mm-hmm. runs up and just hugs him around the neck. Miles, a strange woman, runs up and just hugs you around the neck. Someone that you do not know. A human woman. Hey, 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 I'm I'm studying. Please. Miles, please. Miles. It's me. You're not going to. Who is me? <laughs> I'm studying. I, dude, look at my. It's me. Look, it's my cloak. Come on. I'm going to need a little more than me. <sighs> okay, you remember when we were in Branchire and me and you were fighting with that elf dude and then the hot feet were fighting us? Please say you believe me. This is awful. I can't believe you forgot about me. You know the Shiv is looking for you, right? Why do you think I'm disguised? I know, but you you probably shouldn't be here. I know, but I kind of have to be. I'm kind of kidnapped. That's why I came to see you. Kidnapped? Who's got you? That's me. It's a long story. You you see that? (laughs) (laughs) That's me. What? (laughs) You see this? Char just walks in. Miles, you look up, and uh, what does he see, Alan? He sees an old man being all weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> be all weird. He's got like a frumpy old man with a bald top. Yeah. Pointy elf ears. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, uh, but we're we're kidnapping to help, right? Yeah. Oh, Char, let me let me handle this, okay? Okay. Um, that's that's Char. It's it's kind of a weird situation, but the only reason I came to see you, I don't really have time to explain all that, but I promise I will. These guys have me and my brother, and they haven't harmed us, but they will if we don't do what they want. But I need to get out of that blood contract. What do they want, Misk? I don't really know. I mean, they said something about going to the Nine Hills. I don't know why. Sure. Yeah. Roll me a perception check. Oh, no. Uh, Let me see. That's an 11, and if I add my perception to it, that's a 14. Okay. Char, I'm going to say that uh, while you're... So how, how close are you staying? I mean, pretty close? Uh, at this point, since I've fumbled and everything, yeah. I'm just like kind of there. I'm like, whatever. Okay. You don't notice anything. I, I notice everything. My eyes. You don't notice anything. Okay. So Char stands there like, hmm, I feel like I should have just noticed something, but I didn't. So... Okay, go, can, okay, so um, go ahead, Miss. What were you saying? Like I said, I don't know what they want. I need to figure out. We need to finish what we were finding. We need to get my blood contract out of here. Because if we don't, I'm dead. I think I might have found a way. What? I've only been gone a little bit. You think you did? It's It's been a speculation in the back of my mind. But it would require a lot of sacrifice. Like, a lot. You know, I mean, it probably is worth it, right? 
to me, yes. He says that, real quickly, where is Saul? Saul has been wandering around. He didn't go super far away from Misk. Um, he's probably just down one of the random stacks and, you know, lit a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. With a cigar. <laughs> of course. Back at the library, in the corner, smoking a cigar. Okay. Uh, roll me a perception check, Saul. A 14 on the dice. And? <laughs> Your perception's a zero. That's a 14 oh on the God. dice. Wow, guys. We can't beat a 14 here. Okay. Okay. All right, Vance, where are you at during all this? Are you semi-close by, too? You're on the same floor, right? Yeah. So you're on the same floor. You're, you're, you're looking actively for someone, looking for a wizard, right? Looking for someone that looks like they could help you. And uh, roll me a perception check. That is an 18 plus Vance. one. 19. Okay, Vance, you are looking around, trying to find someone who sort of fits the idea of what you have of a wizard. You know, um, jittery, red hair, stuff like that. Annoying. <laughs> Ruins everything. Dead. Kills what? your friends. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> oh. Dead. Too soon. Savage. Kills your friends. <laughs> you look around, and you see a number of wizards, and actually you spot someone over off to one side that's surrounded by books. He looks like uh, an elf, and uh, it looks like he's got like silvery hair, like he might be a little older. Uh, kind of has a snobby look on his face, if that makes sense. And you think, mm, yeah, he probably knows something about wizardry. And as you go that way, you kind of go around where the stairs lead up. And as you walk by the stairs, you just sort of glance down. And you happen to see about five of these halflings walking up the steps. Mm -hmm. They're wearing uh, like a dark green cloak. And they look a little bit like they could be up to no good. And one of them you immediately recognize as one of the halflings that you all bumped into outside of the inn. Perfect. And that's where we're going to have to end this episode. So We were about to finally get to kill something. Uh, well, you know. Mm, hopefully not. Thanks to everyone who joined us today for listening in. Thank you for listening in uh, to this Make Believe Heroes. Thanks. Episode 12. Uh, if you have not yet done so, you should go to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes and check out our Patreon account. We have lots of bonus episodes on there, some awesome look behind the scenes of Manumi with our Manumi Unwrapped series, uh, just all kinds of things you can check out. And I think that if you uh, if you go check that out, you'll find there's something for you. So go check it out. Ooh. I said check it out like 800 times. Go check look out, at that. Go to uh, the website. See what we have going on. Do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't let Yesterday, your dreams you be said dreams. Tomorrow. Yeah, that too. Of course, we want to say thanks to BattleBards.com for allowing us to use their sweet sound effects and music. Uh, if you'd like to check that out for yourself, go to BattleBards.com. Use the code MBH Podcast to get fifteen percent off the BattleBards Prime subscription. Thanks for listening. We love you, and we'll see you in one week. Bye. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Yeah. Adios. Where are you? We're actually in Brightport. Well, that's too far for me. I'm pretty sure by the time I got there, you would have already got things figured out. So, you know, unless I could teleport. Which you can't. Jorg, oh. you can teleport? Jorg appears in the room. <laughs> Brackle climbs in the window. <laughs> Brackle. All parties back together. Woo! <laughs> the gym teleports in. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lorik, but he's just dead. It's a ghost. He's just real dead. A ghost appears a ghost in the appears. room. Um, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> we have essentially no usable audio here, so very little usable audio. Let's let's 
Let's get some usable audio. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> 